Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast listeners, you are going to start hearing us recording from the sanctuary again. We have, as a congregation, decided to come back together to worship in person with masks on and a COVID protocol that is our way of prioritizing the most vulnerable among us, those who cannot be vaccinated or who are not vaccinated. So enjoy listening. And again, you might hear us from our sanctuary in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the recordings might actually end up um, sounding different in this setting, but we hope that you continue to listen, give us feedback, rate us on your different podcast listening apps and take good care. Be safe. Park Avenue Baptist Church in response to COVID-19 has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook at Park Ave Baptist or our Instagram at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times.
I'm gonna bet like wearing the headset. You're gonna be going, wearing it for Netflix. Too, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this whole like camera thing. It's all consuming. <laughs>
get ready in our minds and our spirits with the amazing worship team that we have right now, um, led by Aaron Moss. Let's let's sing a song, and then as you gather your worship um, bulletin, we can do a call to worship. Okay, enjoy. Well, good morning, guys. <laughs> it's so good to see everybody. Um, so. If I can have everybody who's willing and able, can you please stand to your feet, please? I need your help. Let me sing a song. Talk to the light. All right. But it's good energy, and I would like to get the congregation to participate. So all I need you guys to do is clap. Let me get my mic. Hold up.
be with you. My name is Darcy. I am one of the pastors here. Welcome all of you in this space and all of you online. You notice the people who are wearing masks, we're all wearing masks. Over two leaders are all, and everyone who gets on the stage is definitely vaccinated. So we just are keeping with our COVID protocol. So have y'all found the worship bulletin online to respond? Okay, (laughs) awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So let's do this call to worship together and really welcome in the spirit. We hear the voice of God calling. Love your neighbor as yourself. We ask ourselves, who is my neighbor? We look to those near us. We hear the voice of God calling. Love your neighbor as yourself, as you love yourself. The lawyer inside us asks, who is my neighbor really? We look to those nearest us, and then we look within. We hear the voice of God calling us. To be and to love. We feel the Spirit moving among us, moving us to acts of compassion, justice, and liberation. We know the love of Jesus. We feel the pressure of the world to produce and to consume. Love calls us into being, not doing. Christ's example of open-heartedness guides us toward a holy surrender. Come, surrender and worship God together in love. Park Avenue, you've been called to worship.
Yeah. 
here to take us deeper. Everyone can have a seat if you like. This is our time in worship where we try to do just that, what we just sang about, what the Spirit is calling us toward, this relationship with ourselves, this unity that we can find when we go deeper. So let's take a moment to center down. We use the words of the Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman. This is a practice that is an ancient Sometimes we don't take enough time to sit and be still and try to find that inner voice, that voice that is connected to everyone, that is connected to Jesus. So take this time. I'm going to lead us in. It's like a meditation, but it's really just an observation. So as you try to quiet your mind or listen inwardly, don't judge yourself. Don't 
Thank you. 
chapter 6, verses 24 through 35. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boat and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I assure you that you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. Don't work for food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the human one will give you. God has confirmed him as his agent to give life. They asked, what must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? And Jesus replied, this is what God requires, that you believe in him whom God sent. They asked, what miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus told them, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from heaven to you, but my Father gives you true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Mm. They said, give us this bread all the time. And <laughs> yeah. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. We find ourselves in this passage following two greatest hits from the Gospel of John. Jesus had just performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000, one basket, two fish, five loaves of barley bread, transformed into enough to feed masses bigger than any that was <laughs> And Jesus walking on water. I would like the record to reflect that I am exerting every bit of self-control that I have not to sing the accompanying vacation Bible school songs I know that go along with these passages, and for that you are welcome. <laughs> Jesus and his disciples had crossed the lake into Capernaum when the crowds found him once again. And I can just see their confused expressions as they find him on the other side of the lake. Rabbi, when? How? Did you get here? They didn't see him get in the boat with the disciples, and there was only one boat in the first place. How could he have gotten there? They're trying to piece together all of the things that they have seen and experienced, and they are looking for answers. I think we have the tendency to overlook the enormity of what those in that crowd experienced in the feeding of the 5,000. They ate as much as they wanted until they were full, and there was still an abundance left over. For the poor masses that followed Jesus, I wonder how rare an occasion that was to be full. Mm. So yeah, they were going to cross that lake and find out who Jesus really was and how they could sustain this feeling. Jesus responds to their question, not actually answering it in true Jesus fashion, but with a call to look deeper. Not when he got there, but why he is there. I assure you that you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food that you wanted. Don't work for food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures for eternal life, 
Jesus isn't denying the very real struggle and importance of meeting physical needs. He wouldn't have provided food in the first place if that were true. But he's imploring them to look beyond for one moment. The word meno here is translated as endures. Here it is a word that takes on profound meaning as it's used throughout the book of John to describe the relationship between Jesus and humanity, as well as his promise that the Spirit of God will dwell with them long after he leaves this earth. Mm -hmm. This feeling of fullness, although good, is temporary, fleeting. But the promise of abundant life is right here, right now. Not to be enjoyed one day far off when you leave this world, if we believe correctly or pray a certain prayer or live according to someone else's standard. No. Abundant love is freely given in this moment to be lived in and embraced fully right here simply because God's love overflows from God's creation You teach me wisdom 
ashamed. They feel so far from God's love that they beg for God not to leave them. Purify me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and celebration again. Let the bones you crush rejoice once more. Hide your face from my sins. Wipe away all my guilty deeds. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Put a new faithful spirit deep inside me. Please, please don't throw me out of your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I don't know if you've ever been in that place before. If you've ever felt so far from God's love. Maybe someone told you that living in your truth and who you are and who you were meant to be made you excluded from God's love. Maybe life took turns and lack of employment, housing, or security made you so steeped in worry that you felt as though nothing would be okay again. Maybe you feel if you don't believe exactly like you were told to believe, then God isn't for you. But this message from Jesus in the Gospel of John is a direct refutation of that. Mm. God's love is right here, enduring beyond all things. God will never reject you or throw you out of God's presence. Mm -hmm. Love is here. Like the manna from heaven, the crowd reference, calling back to their ancestors wandering in the desert, crying out for nourishment. There is fullness to be had and fullness in abundance. We live in a world that would like to convince us that scarcity is the reality. Mm. Capitalism tells us you better get yours before someone else does. Keep climbing, keep working yourself into the ground. Because if you don't, it could all fall apart. Mm. Love is not scarce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is free to take and free to give. The crowd before Jesus that day asked for a sign. Like the manna in the desert their ancestors received. They needed to remember a time when God felt close and real. A time when they had been liberated from captivity. They were under oppression once again, dominated by the all-powerful Roman Empire. I'm sure God felt far as soldiers marched in the streets. Mm. As justice was denied, as the rich got richer, and the vulnerable were left by the wayside. They needed a sign. They asked to have this bread, this fulfillment all the time. They're hungry for something more. In this request, we hear echoes from Nicodemus and the woman at the well. Him asking about the second birth and her begging for living water. Craving something beyond what they've been given. What was their sign going to be? Last week, I came into this sanctuary feeling broken. Mm. That's happened a handful of times to me over my experience as being part of the congregation, so I can attest that it is a very good place to just break down. <laughs> I was struggling with the deep insecurity that comes with losing a job. Budget cuts in the nonprofit sector, y'all. Gotta get your done. For someone who invested her whole self into her place of work, who saw her role as her ministry, this was a devastating blow. Everything was really fresh, and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it in here in the first place, much less make it through the service. I felt far from comfort and wholeness, and honestly from God. I felt like anything that wasn't staring at indeed was unproductive, and frankly, I felt an intense panic when trying to do anything else. 
him alone in the back. Um, but Elliot waved me over to come sit with him and Kyle, and a simple touch of their hand on mine, the tears begin to flow. Looking at my friends' faces, singing, and hearing their voices, I felt the grief come to the surface. All the hugs and reassurances, and sitting with me in my pain, y'all, that was my son. Mm. That was the goodness of God made real to me. That was divine love made manifest, saying, I am here with you. I am in this with you. Mm -hmm. I was wildly looking for comfort and security anywhere that I could, but all I had to do was open my eyes to the love of God in mm -hmm. front of me. Made real in community, in proximity to one another. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This doesn't mean we won't struggle. This doesn't mean all of our problems will disappear. But it does mean that when we do, God's love is with us. Mm. Love is here. Normally on the first Sunday of the month, I would be inviting you to come to the table to take communion with one another and remember a sign of God's love made real to us in the elements of communion. But in order to keep our community safe, we have made the decision to not engage in communion in this space. However, I want to encourage you this week, find time to take bread and wine or juice or whatever you have. Eat, drink, and remember that God's love knows no bounds and no exclusions. Mm. The table is open to you unconditionally. Even though we may not be able to receive communion together, we are in one spirit in this room. The love of God is made real among us. And it is my most fervent prayer that we take that love and share it in real and tangible ways with those who need it. May this be so for you and for me.
thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Mm